0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I'm your host and master of shenanigans, Paul J. Long, and uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast for the Fundamism fam. It's been a while, but here we are. Why focus on the past when we got a beautiful future and present right here? Listen, as always we are brought to you by our sponsor Charlie Hustle, been with us from The Jump. If you don't know Charlie Hustle, go to charliehustle.com to learn more. We also have a new sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, Fundamism University. How long have you been waiting on somebody else to create your happiness for you? You know, we walk through life day in and day out blaming others for our existence, what we have, what we don't, if my boss would just give me a little more latitude to be my authentic self, if, uh, if my family was a little more lighthearted, then I would be more fun. If I had more money, then life would be so much easier. You know, I find that as we continue to walk through life waiting for others to create our happiness for us, it rarely ever comes to the extent that we desire. You see, you can't wait for other people to create your happiness for you. You have to go out and find a way to create it for yourself. So if you're looking for ways to do that, because I'm not naive, I know that oftentimes we look at things and they sound far easier than they actually are. Sometimes you need a shaman. You need somebody to help. You know the what? You want more happiness. You want more fun. You want more money. You want more just, just existence that exudes joy and fulfillment, but you have no idea how. Well, holler at a player when you see him in the streets. Fundamism University, baby. Go to fundamismuniversity.com to learn more. For the cost of uh, what you spend in a week on coffee, a Netflix membership, or hell, what I pay to get this podcast edited... You could have real-life tactical tips and behaviors, a roadmap to create more happiness in life, better results, more joy, more fun, more fulfillment, fundamismuniversity.com. So talking about this, this topic of happiness, waiting on others to create it for us, or going out and doing the damn thing ourselves, I often think of what gets in our way. And if you've seen me speak before, if you've, if you've had the pleasure of, of watching a keynote experience, you know that lately I've been toying around with a new concept related to the greatest cinema masterpiece in our generation's history. That movie, of course, is Rocky Four. Rocky IV, baby. If you've seen it, good on you. If you haven't, well, strap in because I'm about to tell you the plot right now. So Rocky IV is all about this uh, amazing boxer that's at the tail end of his career. His name, Apollo Creed. He's won titles. He's created a legacy. And uh, he's not done yet. So he decides that he's going to fight one more again, one last time. And he's going to fight this up-and-coming boxer out of Russia, the Rusky. This gentleman named Avon Drago, he had access to all the greatest trainers, training regimens, steroids, and more. This gentleman, he was on the up and up. He was a powerhouse. But Apollo Creed, he, he didn't care. He knew that he had the belts, he had the legacy. He had the reputation, he had the confidence, he had the skills necessary to beat a Von Drago. So he decided he was in. Now, in his corner was the great Iraqi Abalboa. And the fight did not go so well, to say the least. Specifically, Apollo Creed died. Now, it's a movie, so don't get all in your feelings. But prior to this horrendous outcome, Apollo Creed was getting pummeled so mercilessly that individuals in the audience observing the fight, coaches in the corner of Apollo Creed, all of them were saying, throw the towel, as the famous meme goes, throw the damn towel. And if you recall, Rocky had that towel. He had it ready to go, man. He was ready to throw that towel. But he didn't. And he didn't throw that towel because he knew that if he threw that towel, if he conceded the fight for his best friend, Apollo Creed, then Apollo Creed would never forgive him. See, Apollo Creed wanted to go down fighting. And we have all in our lives experienced moments like that in our life. Your darkest day. That day where you were battling your head. Were you struggling with a really significant decision? Were you just, you just lost a loved one? Or you yourself were diagnosed with something terrible that you had to fight through? And in that moment, you thought life would be so much easier if I just didn't have to fight right now. If I could just throw the damn towel. But you didn't. You didn't throw that towel. And your darkest day, that day that you thought you couldn't make it through, you did. And you'll make it through the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one so long as you don't throw the towel. How did you get through that tumultuous time? See, your negative self-talk, that chatter in your head, those voices telling you you can't make it, you won't make it, you don't have the skills to make it, you don't have the strength inside of you to make it. That negative self-talk, it impedes your progress. See, that negative self-talk is like a Von Drago in your ear, just like in Rocky IV you will lose. If you die, you die. How do you move past it? How do you stretch yourself through that that initial discomfort? What is it in your life right now that's holding you back? If you want to make more money, if you want to have more fun, if you want to improve your mindset, If you want to get all the shit that's in your way, out of your way, and just move forward, what is holding you back? Something that we, I'm sure, made up in our head a perceived roadblock to our success. So, Oftentimes people say, well, how do you move past that? What can you do, Paul, to alleviate or mitigate the power that this negative self-talk holds over you or me? And the answer is so simple that I'm guessing only 10% of you listening to this podcast today will do it. The answer is so simple. And it's not rocket science. But it takes work. It takes it takes work to the extent that most people aren't willing to put forth. As an example, this pursuit of happiness we live in a society of instant gratification, right? So we want happiness and we want it right now. So what do we do? We fill up a glass of wine. Maybe we go to the gym. Maybe we decide and commit to a diet. So we're going to lose 15 pounds because it's bikini season. Maybe you go to a movie. Maybe you play a board game. You know, some of these things are amazing things. Fundamentals of what I call fundamentalism. In this this short-term gratification mindset, we rarely put forth the work that's going to create long-term sustainable results. So, for example, that thing, that thing that you want to do right now, that you want to accomplish, whether it's find a new job or have a better experience in your current job, have a better relationship. Express the value that you see in others. Be more lighthearted. Not being Debbie or Donnie Downer all the time. If that's your overarching goal, then... Think about all the things that are getting in your way. And like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, this is where our mind goes, oh, I got to find a new job. I'm just miserable in this job. Well, how can I find a job that I can make this much money in? It's just a terrible market right now. I don't have the skill set. I'm not the best interviewer, interviewee. Maybe... Maybe you want to try your hand at public speaking. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you want to try something bold. But for one reason or the other, something is going on in your head, this negative self-talk that "Avon Drago, you will lose. If you die, you die. If he dies, he dies. It's in your ear and it's impeding your progress. And so the easy thing to do, (laughs) I just don't want to do it. I give up. However, imagine if you were as committed to growing this right here, this mindset, this growth mindset as you are committed to the way that you show up physically. You know, you you want to get you want to get some arms, you want to get some abs, you want to lose some weight, you go to the gym. And you, and you get it in and you diet and you do all that stuff, right? If you want to progress through the corporate ladder or up the corporate ladder, what do you do? You work harder. You take you take more roles and responsibilities on. But if you want to get better mentally, what do you do there? How much time do you spend working on this Compared to the time that you spend working out your physical self, the time that you spend growing, growing in a corporate landscape, the time that you spend and money that you spend in instant gratification, things that you think are going to create happiness for you. So as you're contemplating all these worst case scenarios in your head, here's the answer. Here's how you start to train your brain to stretch yourself and to move past those perceived roadblocks. That thing that you want to do that you're just too scared to try or fearful of or that negative self-talk is going over and over and over again in your head, you're thinking about all the negative stuff that could potentially happen. And that's what you're wrapped up in. And when you're thinking about all the stuff that's not working, it's challenging to think about what's good or what is or what could be. So as you have these perceived roadblocks, my ask, my challenge is for you to get out a notebook, get out a piece of paper, jot down the thing that you want to do, jot down the things that are getting in your way, and then I want you to jot down all the positive the potentially positive outcomes that could come from you just trying it. Not not succeeding, just trying it. You know, as a keynote speaker, oftentimes I I speak at, at larger events and I'll ask questions, and oftentimes there's crickets. Crickets, like people are scared to answer. Why are they scared to answer? Well, maybe I'm intimidating. Maybe they're fearful of being called on or picked on. Maybe they're fearful of how everybody is going to receive their thoughts or their answers. Negative self-talk, of Andrago. Jotting down, if I volunteer, if I speak up in this meeting, in this keynote experience, with my spouse, with my friends, with my family, at a charity event, who knows, what are all the potentially positive outcomes that could take place? Let's say you get vulnerable and you share something in a group setting. Prior to that, you're hesitant in doing so because you're fearful of how somebody's going to receive you. But then you do it. What are are the potentially positive outcomes? Well, maybe your boss says, you know what, or is thinking, you know, we could use more of that vulnerability in our organization, that authenticity. You see, oftentimes you're thinking what everybody else is thinking. So if indeed you speak up and you're vulnerable and you embrace your authentic self, then maybe others will embrace you as well. That's a positive outcome. Maybe if you take a risk in speaking publicly, you build confidence. And that confidence then carries over into some other aspect of your life. Maybe it gives you the confidence to share something that you appreciate about your boss. Maybe it gives you the confidence to go home and embrace your wife or your husband and tell them how much you love them, not because they did something nice for you, but because you feel that way. Maybe it it creates a mindset where you feel so good about the movement that you're making and the risks that you're taking that all the other risks that you're hesitant to take on come just a little bit easier those are all potentially positive outcomes of just stretching yourself past that, Avon Drago, that negative self-talk. So the first fundamental featured in Fundamism University is stretch yourself. And when I think of the fundamental stretch yourself, I think of creatives. I think of musicians. I think of uh, stand-up comics. And we just lost a great one recently, a great one, like a guy that I looked up to a great deal. I never had the opportunity to meet. I watched him from his days on SNL. His movie Dirty Work is one of the most underrated comedic films ever. But this gentleman's name is Norm McDonald. And uh, Norm was as awkward as they come. Do yourself a favor and uh, Google Norm Macdonald night show or uh, tonight show appearances, talk show appearances, and just watch. Just watch how awkward he is. But you know what? He embraced it. He embraced his awkwardness and it differentiated him in a space where everybody was doing similar things. So in honor of Norm Macdonald and the fundamental stretch yourself through discomfort, embracing authentic your spirit and just trying things that you don't know if they're going to hit or they're not going to hit, but you know they're helping you grow. I'd like to recite one of my favorite Norm Macdonald bits. And uh, it's awkward, so get ready. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office and the podiatrist's office says, what seems to be the problem, moth? The moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? I go to work every day for Gregory Alinovich. And all day long, I I work. Honestly, doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if... If Gregory Alinovich knows, he only knows that he has power over me. And that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise and I walk here and there. At night I, I sometimes wake up and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc i don't know where to turn to my youngest alexandria she fell in the in the cold of last year the cold took her down as it did many of us and my other boy and this and this is the hardest pill to swallow doc my other boy gregario Ivalidovich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only I wasn't such a coward, then perhaps perhaps. I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me and in this hellish facade once and for all. "Doc, sometimes I feel like a spider, And even though, even though I'm a moth, just barely hanging onto my web with an everlasting fire underneath me, I'm not feeling good." And so the doctor says, "Moth. Man, you're troubled." but you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And the moth says, because the light was on. Get it? Because the light is on. <laughs> Moths. That's a really long joke. A really heavy story. All to get to a really suspect and corny punchline, because the light was on. Norm MacDonald didn't care, man. He stretched himself. He embraced his authentic self. He was awkward. Boy, was he awkward. And because of that, I loved him, and people respected him. And people will love and respect you even more if you embrace Your authentic self. And you stretch yourself through that initial discomfort. The fundamental stretch yourself. That voice of Andrago in your ear, they're just perceived roadblocks. It's your mind convincing you that you're not capable. But you are capable. You're capable of anything. And all you have to do is stop worrying about the things that could potentially go wrong and start deliberately focusing on the things that could go right. What's good, baby? To learn more about the featured fundamental, stretch yourself or Fundamism University, go to fundamismuniversity.com. It's been way too long, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm glad to be back. I appreciate your support. And I can't wait to catch you on the flip side. Until then, be safe. Smile often. Have fun and deuces.